The best team is fill in the blank at Fastlane, Edlane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Trey Lyle VT. So we like feedback. Corey shared it a couple of weeks ago and you know basically chimed in. You guys need to quit talking about Virginia and how bad they are. And instead, focus on JMU. Which, look, to be fair, JMU, they're undefeated at 5-0. and They do enter their bye week right now. Not 0-5 like Virginia. And JMU, on top of that, beat Virginia 12 points in the fourth quarter after the weather delay to win 36-35, to erasing that 11-point deficit. So in their defense, that's the case. Um, Liberty would like to say something to JMU about being the best team in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And I think they've got a reasonable chance. I mean, if you look at point totals, JMU's outscored their opponents 33-23. Liberty has demolished their opponents, including recently Florida International and Buffalo, both on the road. They've actually improved greatly from those season-opening victories against Bowling Green and the ever-infamous New Mexico State Aggies. More infamous because of last year, of course. So, I mean, you can make a compelling case for Liberty. The eye test, Liberty jumps out. They've got Caden Salter as a former four-star quarterback. They have an offense that meshes very well with them. They'll be in prime time this coming Saturday, or excuse me, this coming Thursday against Sam Houston State. And by the way... <laughs> Who is maybe the worst team in college football? No, in, UTEP. In FBS. UTEP. Because at least no, Sam Houston State has been competitive. Sam, well, you know, the problem is, do you know who the offensive coordinator for Sam Houston is? Go ahead. It is good old Brad Cornelison. So. Ah, yes. So that's why you can't give them credit. Well, I'm looking at the CBS Sports 133. UTEP is ranked 125 because they have won a game this year. Sam Houston is 131, followed by Nevada at 132 and Kent State at 133. Okay. You know, I mean, look, there are other people that would agree with that. But just watching them play, at least Sam Houston State has been competitive. I know we're comparing different sections of the landfill here in the fast lane. So laugh at us for that. But if you want to talk about the best team in the Commonwealth of Virginia, I'd still go with JMU, Trey. I agree. Because the reason being, while Liberty passes the eye test, while if they played... I would give Liberty the a very good chance. I'd probably make it a you know, pick'em game, depending on who's playing at home. Maybe it's three points one way or the other. Because while JMU looked very good in the trenches, and granted it's against Virginia, the offensive scheme for Liberty is so perfectly tailored to fit the quarterback, and it's not even hitting its stride with the personnel they can have. But you have to also be realistic about that. Liberty has not faced anybody of the caliber that JMU has, relatively speaking. And I mean, should we throw out Virginia from JMU's victories? No. So uh, JMU is not, like, Virginia's not even close to the best team that JMU has beaten this year. No, so, I could argue. Uh, can I interject my one team I'd put at the top of that list? Yeah. South Alabama, who got the win at Oklahoma I'd say State Troy, but both. I'd put both of them. Fair enough. But even stacking them up. They won at Virginia. <laughs> Wait, those are the two teams. Wasn't it? Uh, no, it's Troy Coastal in the... Uh, uh, Sunbelt Championship, but it was Troy's, like, th- there were three 10-win teams in the Sunbelt last year, and it was Coastal, Troy, and South Alabama. Well, spoiler alert, JMU's beaten two of them already. And they're not eligible because the NCAA is stupid, and, and nobody, at the end of the year. and no conference is willing to say, you know what, to hell with you guys, we're just going to go ahead and play the best team, even if you guys don't like it, because what power do you really have to enforce anything when it comes to college football, especially if just say for hypothetical sake here, Trey, the JMU goes undefeated. 
Now, granted, if Fresno or Air Force go undefeated in the Mountain West, that conference has been really good. I think the Sun Belt is the best group of five conference. I I would say this. Mountain West, I know we're getting into the weeds here, but I mean, look, Liberty's a group of five team, JMU. They're a group of five team as well. So in Old Dominion, although they're not relevant to the argument, the best team in the Commonwealth. But uh, top-heavy, Mountain West. Fresno, Air Force have both looked very, very good this year. I'll ding Boise, even though, you know, I went to school in Memphis. Boise lost to Memphis in a field goal caliber game last week. Weird game. Weird game. Yeah, it really was. Um, But they lost that. But... There's a bottom part, and you mentioned Nevada. There's no real bottom feeder team in the Sun Belt that's just abysmal, whereas Liberty, I mean, they're going to get a couple of those. We mentioned Sam Houston State. UTEP fits that description. Liberty's already played New Mexico State, who doesn't look as good as they've been in prior years. Bowling Green knocked off Georgia Tech, which uh, that's another hashtag go ACC moment, in case you're unfamiliar. Hashtag go ACC. Hey, 4-1 is- against the SEC. Yeah, look, the top of the ACC is good. The bottom has its questions. Boston College, Georgia Tech, obviously Virginia. Virginia Tech looked promising. Pitt looks worse than they've been expected to be in prior years. We've already detailed NC State and how uh, the supposed savior of their program, Brennan Armstrong, hey, maybe he wasn't all that bad. Uh, Maybe he wasn't all he was cracked up to be when he left Virginia. Not that they're doing well without him. And I'm not, okay, I don't want to say this as an excuse, but I think JMU is the clear one, and you can have a real argument for two between Tech and Liberty. I probably lean Liberty, honestly, because they're undefeated. But the argument for Virginia Tech is the two games they were truly healthy this year, they've won. They've played a way tougher schedule. And the last time you saw those two teams on the field, which was relatively with relatively similar rosters, I would argue a worse roster, at least for Virginia Tech, and I know there are different circumstances going into this, the The checkout line for Hugh Freeze yes Tech won that is a real argument like no one could say Virginia over JMU because they played each other and JMU won so and you can't say like that that's the only thing because Tech has played had the toughest schedule out of any any Commonwealth team yeah circling it back to this year not last year I know I'm just saying I'm just saying when you shape an argument wouldn't you say it's JMU as a I would argue a clear one I think they are because if you just and then you go to go to numbers because Liberty's had a lot like they lead the country in interceptions and you got to give them credit there but like there's there's luck involved in that and so it, it, you also relative like they've played two of the worst teams in college Buffalo like it, you know it, they're in CUSA and one team's in the Sun Belt and then also like I, I it, it's interesting to see like I you know we'll get a really good example like what if Marshall like. Tech could get a real good argument. Like, what if... Go go back to JMU, by the way. They're in the same conference Marshall is. Marshall is. Let's say Marshall destroys JMU. Well, then you kind of have another bullet point of, well, Tech played Marshall better. <laughs> like, and that's... It's no, weird it, to say. And, and Virginia Tech wasn't healthy in that game. Like, it, it, and I'm not... And I'm not here as a Tech student or the Tech alum trying to defend Virginia Tech. Like, if I really had to rank them, I would do JMU 1, Liberty 2... Virginia Tech three, a world, a world. Virginia four, OTU five. I mean, by the end of this week, we might even have an FCS team that jumps into that group. Nah, you don't think William and Mary will? Mm-mm. You don't think they'll beat Virginia? No. I mean, do you? 
I don't know. Find out Friday in our votes of confidence. But to your point, though, I mean, look at the schedules the two teams have played. That's the thing for me right now. And there are Liberty fans out there, and we're around plenty of them, and we're grateful that you guys share your thoughts at Fast Lane, Ed Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Please keep doing that. But talk to some of your peers if you think Liberty should be ranked ahead of JMU. And I go at it from this angle. It's year one of Jamie Chabwell. It's not year one of Kirk Signetti at JMU. Mm-hmm. 50% roster turnover for Liberty. They play a soft schedule. We mentioned that as being an asset. Why even at nine, loved it at eight, but even at nine, leaned over the win total for Liberty for this year. And I'm still very obviously bullish on that coming out of the bye. I think they'll lose a game or two here or there, but I don't think more than three is going to be happening this year. For Liberty fans, I'm going to do that Quit. for you. Knock on wood. But the point I was going to say about Liberty is most of their fans would admit because of the ro- the staff change from last year to this year, new offensive scheme, major personnel loss on defense, that this is not where they expect to be under Jamie Chadwell. It's not to say they're not happy at 4-0 and and that they don't sense optimism, including when Sam Houston State comes to Liberty this coming Thursday. By the way, other teams will be coming as well and get your tickets special deal over 40% off a value of the tickets. Grab a pair or two pairs for that matter at InsaneRadioDeals.com because we do have specials on Liberty tickets. But I mean, look, this is not where Liberty is supposed to be as a program. So to say they're not where they're supposed to be, you combine it with the schedule, how they've looked better over the course of the year, but not tested the way that JMU has been. I don't think it's off base to say at all that right now it is JMU. And then it is Liberty because Virginia Tech, you mentioned the injuries, but Virginia Tech has had them. Therefore, they have not operated at peak efficiency in every game. And of course, Virginia has to be further down on the totem pole because they just keep finding ways to lose. And this is, this is and, and I would argue if Virginia had a better record, like Virginia's, if you ranked every opponent the Commonwealth teams have played, Virginia's played the top two, right? Tennessee yes. and Maryland. Yes. Then, then it would probably be Virginia Tech, and with you know, I'd I'd put Rutgers in there. I'd put Purdue in there before I get the JMU. Because Rutgers has looked, they'll be six and six. I think, like JMU might be is a, probably a better team than Rutgers, but maybe not Purdue. I don't know. Like, like if you gave JMU Virginia or Virginia Tech schedule, I would, I would lean to they make they might get a better record than Virginia has by basically they would win a game, which they, you know. They're in Virginia's schedule, so they they would win a game. Uh, if you give them Virginia Tech schedule, uh, which they'll play ODU this year, um, so will Liberty. So again, that's another bullet point where we can compare the teams. And I, it's it's always kind of hard to compare between the first game of the year to the end because teams get progressively better. Um, but if you gave I, I gave Liberty or JMU Virginia Tech schedule. Do you think they go better than two and three? If you gave Liberty or JMU, or JMU the Virginia Tech schedule, so you would have home to ODU. I think both teams would win that game. I would agree. Home against Purdue. Ugh. Coin flip. Away against Rutgers. Coin flip again. Home away against Marshall, which I think JMU wins. I would. I'd then, say both of them will go about three and two. They would go between two and three and three and two. Yeah, I, I would say weird. I would say that's probably about accurate because you got to remember Pitt is not the same Pitt of prior years. And Tech easily could have won the game. Like if there was not a five-hour rain delay, like maybe they win the game against Purdue. Or if you know one thing, 
one play happens differently against Marshall, they beat the Marshall team. So they could easily be three and two. Um, so you don't know. Uh, I, I'm just saying, like, it, it is very hard to compare. Um, but I, I think I think the right ranking is as kind, and I think you agree with me. Is JMU one, Liberty two, Virginia Tech three? I would put Virginia four. I agree with you on the top three. I would put ODU five. I put ODU five over William and Mary for this particular reason. We're not going to do power rankings for Virginia area schools and football every single week. We're doing this because it's the midway point. It's a, a fun hypothetical discussion, and uh, you know we've been asked about JMU and where they fit in the pantheon of Virginia schools by folks like Corey Fast Lane Ed Lane. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, you know if it's a good topic, we like to cover it. Uh, and we do know we need to get to some more of your feedback because you've been sharing more on things like the NFL and other sports. Uh, so we will get to that probably tomorrow in the fast lane. Uh, but I'd agree with you. I would say there is room for William & Mary. I mean, if, we're, if William & Mary beats Virginia this coming Saturday, let's just say they do. I don't think it's out of the question. Then, yeah, absolutely. At that point, I go, oh, we got a situation on our hands. One of those deals, because that is the truth, that that could completely change the dynamics of the rankings. I'll put William & Mary behind Virginia, but I mean, I can easily see a path because Virginia, the lack of confidence that they seem to be playing with right now is as glaring as anything. If you want to shop confidently, of course, we've already told you to visit InsaneRadioDeals.com. Maybe you do want to see two teams from the Commonwealth of Virginia. Old Dominion at Liberty. Maybe there's another home matchup for Liberty University after that Sam Houston State game this coming Thursday. We've got two tickets to Liberty football games. And you can stack, so maybe you want to get six tickets. You and your family want to go over 40% off the list price. Only at InsaneRadioDeals.com. So, enjoy the game. Thanks to InsaneRadioDeals.com and Liberty University and the Liberty Flames Athletics Program. Now, there are other topics to address, including, yes, the National Football League in the Fast Five at Five-ish. It's time for the Fast Five at Five-ish. Five fast-paced, quick-witted things you need to know right now. Number five. News and nuggets. First out of the ACC for basketball, that is. I love this idea from Steve Forbes and Wake Forest. They're playing Alabama. Exhibition game organized really within the last few days. So about a month out. October 29th in Winston-Salem, a 1 p.m. exhibition basketball game. To benefit stroke awareness how to recognize symptoms, what to do if someone has a stroke, obviously to raise awareness for helping folks recover from a stroke as well. I think it's a great cause. I mean, it's real creative. Wake Forest Medical Center, Wake Forest Baptist Hospitals, very good when it comes to their medical care. But uh, look, Trey, I'd love to see more of these matchups in the regular season, and we see it with the Coaches versus Cancer Classic. But seeing these type of matchups, even organized on the fly, give programs like this credit. And Alabama, for all the criticism we have lobbed their way, and I would say some of it's justified for Brandon Miller and how they handle that situation last year, I'll give them a lot of credit for this as well. They've gone out of their way to be accommodating and scheduling. They're not afraid when it comes to really any situation because they played Liberty last year. They'll do it again, by the way, in a neutral site game in Birmingham at the end of December, whereas a lot of programs in Power 5 basketball are afraid to play a team like Liberty. Alabama's not. And they challenge themselves to get better. And ultimately, I think 
that type of approach can build the strength of a program and frankly get players ready for the association which is what Alabama is doing and how they recruit they go after a lot of one and done guys including Miller as we mentioned a moment ago Jaron Stevenson the kid who picked Bama over at Virginia and yes there may have been some NIL money involved in that in the one and done philosophy in Virginia I don't think they'd say no to that but it's not really their recruiting model um but back to the point at hand I commend these two schools for organizing a matchup like this. This is what you should be getting in college basketball, especially with scrimmages where, I mean, what's the worst that could end up happening? But the fact that you make a scrimmage like this available and open it to the public, that's a really, really cool thing to do. Number four. Miami. Football, that is. Safety Cam Kitchens cleared to return for Georgia Tech this coming week. Um, We haven't touched a lot on the Miami Hurricanes. We'll do that in a few weeks when they get ready to battle the Virginia Cavaliers and the Virginia Tech. Oh, wait. The boutique ACC didn't think they needed to play Virginia Tech regularly, so the Hokies get Wake Forest next week. Uh, Jokes on that comment aside, look, Miami needs a guy like this. You may not have heard a ton about this safety for Miami, but you'll hear more about him because he may be the type of guy that, oh, I don't know, a team like the Washington Commanders who need to keep their hands up in pass defense. The Washington Commanders could be in the market for a guy like Cam Kitchens come the upcoming draft. Um, He's kind of a glue guy that's held things together for Miami. And if you're wondering how they look, oh, I don't know, professional for once, that is an example of how they've been able to pull that off. Number three. Speaking of the aforementioned Washington Commanders, they've announced their game against the Chicago Bears, which you can hear after Tech Talk Live this coming Thursday, 7 p.m., on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and 93.3 FM in Lynchburg. It should be interesting. That that game is a sellout. Trey, snarky comments about that game. We can make a little preemptive votes of confidence Thursday because we do have two games that night of local interest. I was going to say that bar is very low compared to uh, what the game was last year. So so it, (coughs) it can only go up. It can't get worse than what we saw last year. That was abysmal football when Washington went to Chicago last year on Thursday night football right up there with that Indianapolis Colts Denver game that even Al Michaels made fun of if you actually watch the Amazon broadcast on Thursday as opposed to just doing the reasonable thing and listening to Thursday night football in the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app but for Washington it speaks to the fact that there's a level of optimism and that fans feel more confident that not only is the team playing fairly well although they slipped let one slip through their fingers in Philly a couple of days ago that this staff, front office, and ownership included have an idea of what they're doing and therefore this is, wait for it, somewhat sustainable. Number two. Speaking of sustainable, who knows what's sustainable with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Quarterback Kenny Pickett is deemed questionable. Although I'd say it's doubtful he plays when they host Baltimore this week because they've got a bye coming up after this week and he's got the bone bruise in his knee. He's just part of the problem right now for this team. They went on the road and got killed at Houston this past Sunday. Never really competitive in a 30-6 loss. Mike Tomlin, furious afterwards, understandably so. And look, right now, Pickett is looking like one of those quarterbacks where, once again, not necessarily the guy. And in a quarterback-rich class, and yes, teams would love to get Caleb Williams, who's probably going to go to the Chicago Bears, who have the number one pick in the draft, and maybe they'll get Carolina's number one as well, which makes it one and two, unlike Arizona, who, you know, has... Bears and Houston's one and two first round picks, but those teams are winning. Um, here's the thing. If you feel like you need a quarterback, there's Drake May, there's Michael Penix, 
Bo Nix has played very well. We mentioned Caleb Williams. I think the dark horse out of that is Cameron Ward, the kid from Washington State. And the nobody wants us ball, although plenty of people are going to want that guy when he goes forward into the NFL. Not to mention guys like Jordan Traffic. Travis and Sam Hartman with semi or realistic ties to the ACC. It's a quarterback rich draft. So if you're struggling like Kenny Pickett is, or you don't think you have the answer at quarterback, it's a real concern. And you know, it's an amazing dichotomy right now for teams that do and don't. And it, it makes it all the more impressive that Sam Hartman or Sam Howell, excuse me, in Washington, under that level of pressure to perform this year or else potentially get replaced, has looked very good for the Washington Commanders. Unlike Kenny Pickett of Pittsburgh and something that I'll be the first to admit was surprising for me. And number one on the fast five at five is Ryan Jones Jr., six foot eight forward, wing player from Gainesville, Florida. He's not committing to the Virginia or to the Florida Gators. He is committing to the Virginia Tech Hokies. Look, top 75 player in the class of 2024, the upcoming signing class for Mike Young in Virginia Tech. Fourth highest rated program in history and the highest under. Mike Young. They had a couple of others under your guy, Trey, Buzz Williams. Um, But Ryan Jones for Virginia Tech. I think the biggest question and answers for me is when they ended up losing um, Coach Jones, who had the DeMatha and the Washington, D.C. pipeline ties this past offseason. You wonder what it was going to do to Virginia Tech basketball recruiting. I think it makes it more challenging in the D.C. area, but they've compensated for that by bringing in a pretty good class, what it's shaping up to be right now, of other recruits. Um... You know, I think they're a more versatile team as well entering this season, and there's a lot of reason to be optimism when it comes to be optimistic when it comes to Virginia Tech basketball. And there is your Fast Five at five-ish. Before we get into more on that and local sports, at 525 or 530 with Ben Cates of NewsAdvance.com, it's time for Trey and me to potentially painfully keep some receipts thanks to the robotic help, and maybe we need a more robotic formula for how we're picking these games. It's time to keep receipts. We told you we coming. We told you we coming. You thought we was joking. And guess what? We keep receipts. God bless you, America. To see how right or how wrong Ed and Trey are with their picks. Do you believe in that? Huh? Oh, no, no, no. Is it another oh, no, no week for us, Trey, in terms of bad picks that we had when we uh, made our selections this past weekend? Hey, Ed. We did 500. Each of us went 10 and 10. You know, Trey, it's so bad that I'm clapping because I remember the bad picks a lot more than the good ones, so I'll take it. 38, 9, 38, 39, and 1 for me. 39, 38, and 1. So you keep your one-game lead. Congratulations. You, you know, want- we're not getting rich off this, but we're not you know, under the overpass begging for money. Um, So my best were your worst, and my worst were your best. So we'll start with... Clemson Syracuse I picked Clemson I said they're gonna blow them out you were dead right on that you you said Syracuse would cut would keep it close Uh. 31 to 14 I said Virginia Tech would win against Pitt you said Pitt would win 38 to 14 yeah not close DRT now now it gets better I I said Florida would beat Kentucky that was over by the first quarter you had Kentucky congratulations I said the Patriots would at least cover against the Cowboys. You picked the Dallas Cowboys. And again, <laughs> that was over by five seconds into the game. So, Running to the car at the church picnic this so past this Sunday the, to check the game, I'm like, yep, I'll be good with this one. Ne- so this was, uh, um, this was, you know, how should I place this? That was the, like the first week this year where 
like our best were each other's worst. So where we crisscrossed and had clear delineations of what was good and yeah. bad. My one regret out of all of them was Virginia and Boston College. Because I, if I'm not mistaken, I missed out on that on the over barely. And I picked Boston College at three and a half. And I should have held steadfast to that value we espouse so often, which is three points is such a crucial margin in football. Obviously, tie game, kick a field goal, you get three points, you win by it. It's more common in the NFL. It's by far the most common number out of zero to, you know, 99. There's never been a 99-point game, but just ride with that. It's the most common margin in the NFL, three. And it's fairly common in college. It is deemed to be a key number that's the one that I regret the most. It's just not having the presence of mind to understand how important that number was. Uh, and that's the one I just sat there and was like, really? Are you kidding? By the way, the other one I felt really good about, Trey, was Philadelphia or Washington covering against Philadelphia just because those are divisional games in the NFL. And in the NFC East in particular, a lot of those are extremely, extremely close. Meanwhile, we're close to better insight. Ben Cates, newsadvance.com, will share some on the 10-miler and 4-miler plus high school football. All of that next on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. And then David Teal around 545 from Richmond.com will weigh in on who he believes the best team in the Commonwealth of Virginia happens to be as we had our hypothetical polls earlier. You can share yours, Fast Lane, Ed Lane, and Trey Lyle VT on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.